0: Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. You
1: got old man afro. <laughs>
0: Kyrie Irving. Uh, Curtis Sheen here with you. To my right, as always, is Victor Greenwood. Always, always man. It's been a... We got a lot to get to. It's,
1: what's the last time I was just two-less on here? It's been a while. Oh, it's oh, been a while.
0: Daughter. Yo, we got a lot to get to. We got to get Make to... <laughs> we got to get to uh, the new Batman movie... Uh, the Netflix documentary Genius, the trilogy about Kanye West, mm-hmm. uh, the Lakers Showtime doc, episode mm-hmm. one. Victor and I just watched it, so we got fresh takes after that. But, Victor, we got to get to the biggest story of all the sports today, that Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson getting traded to the Denver Broncos. The Two dealers. number one picks, quarterback Drew Locke, Noah Fan, and a defense in. Uh, Victor, overall reactions to this trade?
1: Honestly, I'm more relieved because now – the two biggest quarterbacks on, on the on the play, on the playing field that were like up for trading options to the Raiders, obviously, was they said Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Those are the two big. Able like, do you go for them? Do you go for them? And now that we know they're both well, tentatively, they're both pretty much locked down where they are. I think Derek Carr's job is safe. Um, the AFC West best you can make a case
0: like the West last year in both conferences was probably the strongest.
1: Like, this Obviously, we know last year we, we saw it came down to the last game of overtime for a game-winning field goal. It was a playing game, essentially. To decide who's going to the playoff at the AFC West, the last two remaining. And now you have the Broncos with a Super Bowl champion quarterback. Yep. You have Justin Herbert. He's only ascending. Rising star. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's arguably the face of the league. Yep. You have Derek the Dark Horse of the league right now. So it's like... When you look at Russell Wilson, though, if you
0: can surround him... It's the intangibles that he has. It's the intangibles, but if you can surround him with a solid run game, Mm -hmm. and with Jerry Judy being your number one, Mm -hmm. you might be good enough to win a couple games that you did not win last year. You know, like with Melvin Gordon as your Mm -hmm. number one running back, if your offensive line stays healthy, if your defense can come back, talking about Nick Chubb, like... Uh um, yeah, Bradley Chubb. Oh, so you in like, a real
1: home court advantage, in Mile High City. Yeah. Which, yeah, but, but the, the question is, can
0: he play there? And you think probably he'll, he'll, he'll be a he'll adapt. He'll, 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 he'll adapt
1: because he lives. He he would live there essentially, so he should be able to just like be able to do it. But now the question is, how many wins do you think it's going to take to win the division? Oh, nine. The nine minimum. I,
0: I, I say nine, which is low, mm-hmm. but it's like, don't you think they're going to beat up on so? Like they're going to beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. Like, is
1: anyone going to sweep through the division? Doubtful is the question. That's, so, if somebody sweeps for the I don't know. If, I don't give a fuck what team. It. If any of, those, <laughs> any of those four teams sweep the AFC West, they will be in the Super Bowl. Whatever four team in it. Out of those four teams, if it's the Chargers, not going to happen with them, whatever you. But <laughs> any of those four teams, dude, if they sweep the division, I think that team is arguably probably the best team in the, in the AFC. But now look at, not only,
0: like, so we, you know, me as a former Chargers mm-hmm. fan, you as a Raider fan, when we look at the AFC West, that's what we're focused on. Mm-hmm. But let's take a step back and look even broader. The AFC quarterbacks are so skilled right now. Joe Burrow, in his second year, made it to Yo, the Super Bowl. Sheisty. Josh Allen almost, like, made it if he beat Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo plays defense. He's only
1: ascending. And, like, and these players are only like We're saying Herbert's ascending. Joe Shiesty just opened the door. Yeah. Like, he's not even touched his potential yet. No. And that's disgusting. And you can make it – people are going to say, okay, he might have won some games because of some – injuries and questionable calls whatever like he still made oh my god he's he still he still made it but like i am looking forward to and also i think this opens up the door for the rams even more now because now you just lost russell wilson out of your division yeah Kyle Garopp- murray we all know what's going on with him he's going to baseball yeah I, I think that relationship is soured how i don't know why jimmy garoppolo probably won't be back he's in san that, francisco Jordan love might be there now I mean, I mean, one black, two black quarterbacks on the yeah. roster. I'll you say. know what I'm saying? Like, you, like, it's so many questions. Like, now that that's why, like, it's good that this finally is like, out the way, because Aaron Rodgers is, is signed there. Let's, let's something wild happen, which could happen. Never no, know. Yeah. It's, but he, you never know what happened. But like, like Russell wasn't just passive physical, right? So physical Russell Wilson cleared.
0: waived his no trade clause. He signed. He passed the physical. Now it just comes down to all the other players involved. Do they pass the physical? But did they and so, work it
1: out with somebody else instead.
0: Out. And if that happens, mm-hmm. then that, like we'll see Russell Wilson in Denver. Uh, mm-hmm. But one thing I do want to talk about too is <laughs> uh, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this drama surrounding Aaron Rodgers: where will he? Won't he? Mm-hmm. He said he want to be the last dance. Yeah. Want to win a Super Bowl for Green Bay because he wasn't coming back. And then today he signs a four year contract. $200 million.
1: Does he, does he play out the whole entire contract? No. Does he ask for more? Yes. How long? To one year in? Because it's like, this man is getting paid $200 million over four years with 153 guaranteed. Yeah. And no. it, it ain't like, bro, it ain't like you've been broke your whole career. You've been making money your whole entire career. That's just the highest paid player. Well, he's 39 now? Or- no, he's
0: younger than that. Uh, Because the biggest thing that someone made a great point on is if you're a Packers fan Mm -hmm. and you're under the age of 40, you've never seen a bad quarterback start for your franchise. True. (laughs) (laughs) true.
1: But, like they said, you've had two of arguably the greatest quarterbacks to ever step foot in the NFL. And it's only yielded you, what, two championships in the past how many years? Two Super Bowls, yeah. And it's just like... Is Aaron Rodgers... Okay, he's worth the money because they, they generate so much of it, obviously. Aaron
0: Rodgers is 38. He'll be 39 this December.
1: Okay, so essentially he's 39 during the season. So you'll have him until his 40s, and he probably will want more money. If he does, if if he wins 12 games next year, which I think he will, he's going to want more money.
0: But I, here's the question, though, about... Because also, to your point, you being a Raider fan, you've said on this podcast many a times... There's no way the Raiders sign Devonte Adams, like you said. I that. said it's not happening. So it the Packers happen. franchise tagged him, which we all know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He led a lot of categories in receiving this year, uh-huh. but the biggest question yeah. is: Aaron Rodgers taking all this money and other players taking pay cuts for Aaron Rodgers to bring him back
1: is Green Bay a legitimate Super Bowl threat? Nope. Because <laughs> well, as it, well, first off, we know why they're not in the Super Bowl well, last year, special teams. Yeah, team was terrible, and it's like I get it's. That's why, like, obviously, the cap limit is, like, it's cool, but it's not cool because, like, you are pretty much limiting yourself, but it, it makes sense because competitive advantages. Cause, like, you don't want some team that has Kroenke as owner who has deep pockets and his wife is rich as fuck, too. Like, <laughs> oh, we don't care to spend the money. And then some other team who can't afford that kind of stuff is unfair. So you got to have a limit to it. But it's like, Aaron Rodgers, do you want to win or do you want your money? I, I think just, he wants to win. I think now but it's like... I get you, he, but he also said he wanted to be the highest paid player.
0: I, I get that, but I think the biggest thing is as well as if you look at his record in the playoffs, it's not great. And I think when you get put in that conversation of the, because who would you take, Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? Drew like, Brees. I, like who would you rather take, Peyton or Aaron Rodgers? Manning. Eli Manning or uh, Aaron Rodgers? Are you yeah, a okay.
1: okay, okay. Are, are, <laughs> you, are we playing the Patriots? Like... Well, that's
0: because everyone gets to like the the ring debate, and football is such a different sport. But mm. when you look at someone. Uh, Russell Wilson, would you take him or Aaron Rodgers? Russell
1: Wilson. Like, you, you see what I mean? Like, Ben Roethlisberger. You, we can go on and on hey, playing certain, this game. Because, um, like, certain players, like, like will, if you put Aaron Rodgers on any other team, would he change them up like that immediately? Great no. questions.
0: No. I don't think it's any other team. I think it's got to be specific teams. Because, right. yeah. like, let's say Aaron Rodgers did not re-sign before this year. And let's say he left Green Bay and he went to the Rams and Matt Stafford stayed in Detroit. Oh, Are the Rams still Super Bowl champions? One hundred percent.
1: Right. I think. First of all, I think if you had if Aaron Rodgers had the Rams' offensive line with that team, they would have probably went undefeated. I mean, look at the skills
0: players though. Like Ronald Darby, the starting running back for the Rams, gets hurt in July in training camp and comes back and makes it to the postseason. You lose Robert Woods, one of your top two receivers. And you still have Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. And not only that, you know who didn't play in the Super Bowl? Tyler Higby, your number one receiver who's also a safety valve. Yep. So when you look at the Rams, they've done a great job with how they've not drafted, with how they've gotten, you know, picks. and it's, Or how they gotten free agents. And it's funny because there's a report that Sean McVay is not even in the United States anymore. He's in Cabo, Mexico, because he's not preparing for the draft, because they don't have any draft picks. So hey,
1: like, I respect that.
0: Like, I respect it too. <laughs> I
1: respect that so hard. It's like... Like why even care? Like I don't got draft bigs. Like and also is he gonna is he gonna retire? And, like I understand. I understand his whole like I kind of want to have a life a little and come back to coaching. I get that and I respect it because he is. Cause it's so wild how young he is. Oh, he's super young. Like this man could still be technically playing in the league. Youngest, he's like youngest coach to everyone in the Super
0: Bowl, and I think he's younger than Aaron Rodgers.
1: That's so crazy. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers just signed a, a twenty million dollar contract.
0: Yeah. And also, Aaron, like, not to be rude, but you're not canceled, buddy. Like, you can't say people are trying to cancel you and you come out here and sign this contract. Because I love how people put a picture of him and Jill Rogan side by side and said you both have $200 million contracts. This is not what getting canceled looks like. But, no, Aaron Rodgers, a lot of football, like, dominoes about to fall in terms of what's going to happen with the draft coming up. We just had the combine, so now are you going to look at Malik Willis from Liberty University? Does he go a little higher? Some of these quarterbacks, uh, Kenny Pickens from Pittsburgh, do some of these quarterbacks go a little bit higher? Now that there are some teams in need of more quarterbacks,
1: it's it's going to be. And also the question is now, as if you're Devonte Adams, okay, you got a franchise, and I'm not sure what the numbers are right now, but he'll probably make like upwards of three million dollars next year. How happy is he going to be?
0: He's going to be happy because Aaron Rodgers signed long term.
1: But they, 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 historically speaking, whenever a player gets franchised, it's a sour point for them because they're like, "Hey, I'm happy to be playing with Aaron Rodgers. I'm making really good money for one year, but football is not guaranteed. I want a long term contract." That's and, true. And then, well, and now the question is like, I think this year he won't say anything about it. But unfortunately, the media going to be like, "So, how do you feel about it?" And they're going to they're going to poke questions at it. And then someone's going to ask like. Do you feel like Aaron Rodgers took all your money from you? Or?
0: No, and he's going to downplay that because he already knows he doesn't want to play with another quarterback besides Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's not going to be the case for him. I think he's going to come out again, ball out as hard as he can. But now the biggest question is, do they have any more offensive weapons? Because you can't continuously be the number one seed. You won MVP again, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You, like You can do all that, but it's going to be Super Bowls when we put you in that upper epsilon with a Tom Brady. So... Who knows if that happens this year? Mm-hmm. I am. I will be. I'm more fascinated in Russell Wilson going to Denver. I, than really, I am. With, I, with, I really want to see yeah. how it's
1: going to work out because the Broncos they were essentially having like a fire sale. They got rid of Von Miller. They got rid, of, but they were picking. They picked up other stuff in place of it. But it's like, what are y'all gonna? Like, who are you gonna build? Because Russell Wilson is not there to rebuild. Like, no, it's he a, wants I, to win next year. Well, I think with Seattle, like same question
0: is like, what's going to Seattle now is a re, that le, like remember Legion of Boom, like that's done. Now, right. now you put everything into Russell Wilson, like that's out. You have two number one picks this year, and now you have Drew Locke. Is Drew Lock the future? Do you use him as bargaining chips? Bargain do chips. you go after a Malik Willis or from Liberty? G. Like, do you go after a young quarterback and say like, okay, we're going to draft young and then put him in? You asked the question before we got in there. Do you like what happens with Pete Carroll? How long?
1: How much longer is Pete Carroll there for? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. We will not know the answer to that. It's going to be an interesting because se- season. You know, the worst part is the season hasn't even started yet. And there's so much going on. No, it has not. And there's it, so much going on right now. And like the draft hasn't been here yet. That's what I'm saying. Once we get to the draft, everything's going to happen. And you know we're going to have some... And I I foresee some crazy draft day trade. Like oh, yeah. Someone's going to move from third to seventh. Take your two third rounds or something like that.
0: So like, now the question is... Are we going to Vegas and are we going to gamble on the Vegas draft? Vegas for what? Isn't the draft in Vegas this year? What, for what day is it? April <laughs> something, right? <laughs> it's, it's like you know, it's usually it's in, like, like in April. April. But let's look to see when it is and where, like, because if you think about it, it'd be really fun to see like how many quarterbacks go uh, this year. So I think it's gonna be a lot. No, I think it also is like it's Saturday. It's Thursday the 28th through Saturday the 30th. Because,
1: so I think the biggest thing for the Packers right now, okay. Packers have It's in Nevada, it's in Las Vegas. So Packers have obviously they have a quarterback, a receiver. Now you have a good trading pick, a trading option as your second string quarterback. They already everybody already said, like, yo, trade him away. Because don't <laughs> just like they're like because like obviously you wanna you wanna have your future, but like if you just lock down Aaron Rodgers for four years, essentially you're saying, Hey kid, I'm sorry, you gotta wait four more years. That's not gonna happen. And His agent's probably like, get me out of here. Right. Give me somewhere else. And the Packers are like, you know what? We'll we'll trade you somewhere better, and we're going to get you. We're going to get draft picks in your place or some kind of player. Do you trade him to um, Seattle and pick up Mac McClick?
0: DK Metcalf? I think that's one option. I think the the team that really came to mind for, if you're talking about Jordan Love and really, like, Mm. going to a different system, go to Houston. Houston really doesn't have a number one quarterback. Deshaun Watson's what probably not we, coming back. The problem, what's Deshaun Watson's problem? Be that, like? That's what I'm saying. You don't know. And then the biggest thing, too, is I was thinking either Houston or Miami, but if you go to Miami, Tua's still there, but Tua hasn't shown. It's always hard when there's, like, a draft class, like, where you say, okay, Joe Burrow went number one, Tua, you I, were I the second quarterback, that, to after like, some,
1: like, but then Tua went after that, and then Herbert went after that, so it's, like, tough if you're Tua. And it's, like, also, it's, like, at the end of the day, like, in 20 years, probably know two of them have fucking more rings than all of them. We don't know. It's I mean like, it look it doesn't look like it right now but hey if you if you have an owner who's fucking throwing games on purpose like what can you do about I
0: it I mean you, know? you can always say that Phillip Rivers was going to have more um more rings than Eli Manning when it looked like he was on that Chargers team that was looking really good um but no, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson we don't know what's going to happen uh, during the draft, we have an idea, but we just got to stick around and watch. The one thing we do know is the other big news that the NFL came off the field with the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin really being suspended all of 2022 shit, for right? betting on games. Uh, that is the off the field drama because, Victor, you were
1: very, very adamant about this topic. It's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my fucking life. It's like, why are you suspended? Okay, like, it's a- okay, I get it. You don't want players. It's the same. It's the same argument as you shouldn't have people in Congress buying stocks, right? Because right. you're on the inside and you hear shit. So it's like if you were betting on a game, it's a fine line. Like, okay, if I was a star player and I'm like, hey yo, I'm betting fucking fifty bucks. I get forty points tonight. Is that point shaving? No, I can get forty. No, that's kind of point shaving. It's kind of point shaving. It like, it's point shaving because you, like, you can dictate the outcome of a game. But it's like, but like, how is that like like? It's, I think it's,
0: it's all about semantics. Like, why can you in California mm-hmm. play FanDuel Fantasy mm-hmm. but not Sportsbook? Because not no, because fantasy, they consider it to be a game of, like, luck or skill that's versus chance. Versus chance. But that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, when you look at the definition of what is gambling. Mm-hmm. So, when you look at, it's like... About odds. It's about odds and all that stuff. So, like, for me, if I have the skill to change the outcome of the game that's considered point shaving now i just want to give you some context because i know victor was uh asking about this so this is what happened so you have calvin ridley he placed three parlays a three leg a five leg and an eight leg and bet on the falcons to win all the bets were placed between november 23rd and november 28th of last year the falcons beat jacksonville on november 28th all all the bets were in a mobile app in florida the bets were placed through the hard rock sportsbook app the activity was flagged and reported to genius sports the firm that handles sports betting data and info for the NFL, so they are flagging people. That's according to Lindsey Jones of USA Today.
1: Now, this is or are big, athletic of the NFL? This is the thing. I like how the NFL is like obviously checking and making sure of this stuff, and that's fine. Due diligence. My biggest issue was when the investigator clearly said, "Hey, we found out he bet. He bet no. on his team. He bet on his team. But then they straight said he had." We, we, we couldn't determine he had any insight. It said we can't determine, and we assumed he was not betting off any insider information. He wasn't with the team. Yep. He wasn't technically on the active team roster. He was on a non-injury list for whatever reason. He, for mental was, health.
0: Mental health. He, he remember, he was like, I need to step away. I love football. He fine. stopped away. And he
1: walked away. He's literally at his house, probably with his friends. Hey, I'm, I'm going to do a little bet real quick. And the worst part is that means he does that all the time. Like, And also, it's like betting is fine if
0: you can control it. But I think a lot of people are looking at the hypocrisy of it where it's like, the NFL is now in bed with a FanDuel, a DraftKings, mm-hmm. a BetMGM, all this stuff, which took so long to come out of the shadows for how much you make your revenue. Yep. And now for the NFL to basically say, oh, well, players can't do it, but our, like, our fans can.
1: And, and it also is like, does that mean, does that mean you guys are checking all the executives' phones too? Because there's... I'm pretty sure, like, there's It's like, where do you, where does the buck stop in this sense? Because, like, right. let's say I work for a fucking sports team, card and I'm like, hey, just so you know, our players about to like, like, I'm about to the health work, bro, fucking bullshit, my players out for fucking three weeks. You hear that shit? You go, ooh, I'm gonna put a fucking bet on that because his players are out. I didn't necessarily tell you to do it, but like, where does that buck stop? I mean, that? it's
0: inside information, like all you know this know stuff, you and like,
1: it also it's like when it comes to the sports game, like, and people. And it's obviously it's a long history of this shit. How like the mobsters might know about injuries, or, 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 or all the movie shows like <laughs> the Goodfellas and all you know that. What I mean? They always know like always oh, hurt, so bet to put the money on them. And like it's just so fucking dumb. Like even earlier we're watching fucking basketball on NBA on the app, and it's it, we're showing look, local feed on the actual fucking thing. It says, "Hey, while you're watching the game, download our sporting bet app." Right. So it's like so the players can't bet.
0: No, players can't bet. And it's also got like, integrity of the game.
1: Remember how I actually, like, if he bet on basketball would it be a problem?
0: Probably because that's not he doesn't he doesn't have any outcome on that game. Either in football. Like, well anyway, that's what they that's said. I think he, I think that's why
1: people are like, Why is it so harsh that you're suspending this man all year? And then the biggest hypocrisy about this shit is like, okay, he bet. He he, he said he did it, okay, that's fine. But like we have a video of Ray Rice knocking his fucking, his wife, his fiancee out. There's
0: domestic violence, drug usage, drug usage, and steroids. Like, and
1: it's like, it's a victimless crime because no one got hurt. You, your own investigators even said, hey, he wasn't cheating, he was just betting. But you have a long list of players who have serious fucking felony cases who had a third of, well, not even a third because now it's 17 games, and so like, not even a fucking fifth of the suspension that they had. And it's just like, why? You've had you've had players talk about how they play fantasy with each other, that they go in with ten thousand dollars and stuff like that. Right. Because my thing
0: too is like you hear about like, oh yeah, I'm on a fantasy team. It's me and the guys. I'm, I drafted myself number one. I put ten thousand dollars on it. Like you always hear stories like this. And I, I I like your point about the owners because I think with the integrity of the game, there's going to be some people. If I bet on bet MGM, Or if I bet on Caesars, if I bet on any of these, and Caesars Sportsbook has the Manning family and their commercials, if I bet on any of these, and then I find out, like, wait a minute, a player, a coach, a GM, an owner was throwing games, I'm no longer going to do this, the integrity has been messed up, do those draft pools, those um, draft books, so they pull out their money and sponsorships, and it's now the NFL losing money. That's the big question.
1: You probably a good thing too. Even on some of these apps, you could bet on who's gonna be drafted at what place. That's what I was trying to get into with the NFL draft. If we go to Vegas, like there's you know gonna be a whole saying? bunch of gambling. So, so it's just like, as a, as an owner, you're like, hey, we need three three positions. We'll go we'll go football, and they go, okay, the first the, the person you have the second pick, and you see the odds. Oh, the second pick is supposed to be a, a receiver. You have to need a receiver, or you're in the NFL. You could draft him. Technically win the bet and then fucking trade them away for something else, which is what they do all the time. Anyway, they always yeah. say like, "Hey, we'll draft." Even though I, get, I think it's, it's against the law, like, it's against the rules to like purposely say, "I'm gonna draft this person." I'll trade them for you. You can't say it like that, but you'll say they first of all, they have rule. It's rules like and- Eli Manning and uh, exactly like, like Philip Rivers. Yeah, like they, it was an unwritten rule. They kind of knew it was gonna happen, but like they can't officially say. It, but it's like, bro, you guys aren't in these rooms with these motherfuckers. Like, no, you know they're making. We know for a fact all sports are making backdoor illegal deals. This is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. we're doing. You have, but now it's got to the point where now the players are getting so sophisticated, they're doing it themselves. And they're like, yo, we can just call the homie up. Like, hey, yo, man, come to our team. Nah, man, I don't know. You'll talk to your agent and tell him to come to us. I, I, I can probably get it for you. <laughs> you know, how many times how, in the past, like, four seasons, how many times have there been tampering fines? NBA alone. I mean, look, Kyle Lowry. That was a temporary fine this which year. Which Lonzo is, like, Ball
0: going to the Bulls? That was a temporary fine this no, year. God,
1: like, it's like it just like y'all shocked. Like yeah, okay. Free just opens at twelve oh one. Well, twelve oh two. Oh, sorry let's agent.
0: Let's bring it back to what we talked about at the top of this. Sean McVay mm-hmm. is in Cabo, not at the draft because they're on picks. Yeah, Remember agree. when you heard stories that like oh he and Matt Stafford just happened to run into each uh-huh. other. At the same resort, and after they got to talking, that's when Matt Stafford felt comfortable mm-hmm. going to the Rams. Now, I've never been to Cabo, but I've been to Cancun. Yeah. And for those of you who have been on vacation in a hotel zone city like that, what are the odds that we end up at the same hotel?
1: You know, and, like you know, <laughs> and walk around at the so same the dates. Part, like in certain places, there are okay. These people have a different level of budget, so yeah, there might be times where you definitely will go somewhere and. The intersections might, your vacations might, might cross that. It's very possible. But like Curtis said, I've been to Cancun. I know Cabo's properties. exact same way. Yeah, there's probably fifty fucking hotels. Same, and same even hotels, even, even same if we, dates. Even if we, we knock out. Okay, fifty hotels. Ten of them Would probably be people within y'all price budget. Right. So that's a good chance. And it's like the same weekend, y'all are there at the same time. Really? Yes. Really. Now, yes. if you guys were friends beforehand, I'll let it go. That happens. <laughs> like LeBron, LeBron and the the, band, the Banana Boat people, they're friends. Of course, they vacation together. I mean, it's the Banana Boat people. That's what. They, what they <laughs> like Chris them, right? Paul, yes. Carmelo Anthony. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so that makes sense. Like, if you were, if you were, like, if they were actual friends, or even if, like, yeah, if they were fucking friends, I wouldn't care. I'm like, that makes sense. But yo, know, clearly, because remember, even Brian Flores talked about how he's with Stephen Ross on a boat and an unknown player. He didn't want. He didn't want to name a player, so happened to come on the boat to talk about trading. And Brian Flores said no, we can't do that. That's against the rules.
0: Yeah. But they don't care about that. They never yeah. care about that. So the
1: owners remember, if people forget like, yo, know, Goodell don't work for us, he works for the owners. The owners tell him what to do. They yeah. his boss. they they could they can get him fired if they wanted to. It'll take all their little votes together, but they can get him fired and it's like and also the fact that he got suspended is hypocrisy again because you have an allegation from a coach that an, owner is throwing games and right. then you had a second coach come out and say i did the same thing with my owner right. and the nfl kind of said i don't know what he's talking about oh wait you you did what you're out when when you have brian
0: flores who one sues the nfl and two says that he has lots of documents about it the nfl
1: should be very afraid and of you that you said and the guy said he got i got paid 100 grand to draw a game this dude bet 1500 dollars and about to lose $10 million. Yeah. This is the stupidest shit I've ever heard.
0: I, I think we're going to have to reevaluate that. But that's as gambling becomes more and more of a thing. Uh, we'll take a look at that. So I want to get to the NBA because uh, that's like the one sport that Victor and I both love. So the Lakers played the San Antonio Spurs last night. They lost 117 to of course 110. They did. Of course they did. <laughs> I mean, their road, like, Streak is just awful right now. They're still they're in awful.
1: <laughs> we need a run the streak. They're rose They're on the road every fucking night.
0: Uh, but no, Russell Westbrook. He played 35 minutes last night. Scored 17 points. Had 10 rebounds. Six assists. Did have five turnovers. But after the game, he said something very interesting. Where he's like, "I'm tired of the disrespect. I don't like people calling me West Brick. Um, I was at a parent teacher uh, conference with my son." And, you know, his son loves to write his last name of Westbrook. It's a legacy thing. So he says, I'm not going to put up with that. Call me Westbrook anymore. It's insulting to my wife. It's insulting to my kids. Victor, you've been wanting to go off on Westbrook for his comments that he made a couple weeks ago listen, listen, where he listen. said he had no expectations when he became a Laker. So
1: this, I'm going to let you have it. Listen, this nigga Westbrook, gets is my fucking nurse, bro. Like It's so fucking annoying because it's like this man, like Westbrook was loved in L.A. before this day. Before, right. For this season, people loved Westbrook. Like, obviously, Westbrook still gets respect because he obviously is one of the greatest players who ever played in basketball history. There's no question about that. Now, the turnover thing, I think James Worthy said it best. I don't like the games when he has no turnovers because that means you're not fucking trying. Ta- no, it's like it's still like like even Shaq said, like if you're not if you're not being dunked on, you're not playing defense. Right. If you're not being crossed, you're not trying. And that's true. Now I'm not saying go out there and get crossed every every fucking two plays, but like if you get one like if you get dunked on it, whatever it happens. But like Westbrook, if you if he averaged like three turnovers, it'd be fine. The problem is he gets these six turnovers and they're some of the worst fucking things you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> like you're just like, what the fuck was that? Like like, okay, Bro, turnovers happen and the thing is, like, it's, it's one thing if it happened one game, okay, mother can, it happens. But, like, bro, you have games where you literally go, f- you do the same shit every game. And it's like, how about you change that? You know what I'm saying? And then Westbrook's fucking excuse, like how he said, I hate, so I am adamantly, adamantly against any person or people who attack people's personal f- shit for no reason over somebody else's stuff. Like, if I fuck up, come after me. Don't come after somebody else if I hurt me. Right. That's, that's that's why I'm personally a very private person. I don't post shit about nothing. I don't post anyone <laughs> I don't post like, anything personal crazy because like, I don't want... Because I can handle the fucking criticism. Other people cannot and I don't want to deal with that for them. And it's like, Westbrook, what he said, why are they calling me Westbrook? Because, nigga, you're missing a lot of fucking shots. And it's like, and in the argument, people... I have a homie who We talked about this. He was like... It's full, of, it's full of pro, it's always people who don't know how to play basketball. Like, you're right. I'm not a fucking pro. But I can tell you this right now. You miss a lot of Layers Westbrook. Like, it's not even about me being like, oh, I'm a I'm the overweight person on the couch talking shit to a pro athlete. No, nigga. The whole world can see this. I, like, and in the worst part is if I've done that. This motherfucker has no fucking accountability. <laughs> like he he's no I've been saying it all year. He has no accountability for his own fucking actions. This motherfucker said, Why they're calling me Westbrook for no reason, nigga. People don't just make fun of you for no fucking reason most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they don't just wake up like, hey, you no, know I'm, I'm gonna call this motherfucker. I'm gonna call this triple double walking machine Westbrook to get under his skin, <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden now you want to be like, oh, with my wife, like no, your wife's had enough. And I I understand she has enough. She's your wife. She stands by you. You stand by her. That's fucking fine. And the whole thing like, oh my son. You're making, you're making fun of my legacy, then how about you stop fucking missing so much I get... mean, my biggest thing is like, I think there's two points to be made. The
0: first point is your legacy shouldn't be revolved around how well of a basketball player you are. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You're moving into different directions. Westbrook Studios, you own a couple of car dealerships, like clothing, you, like you're yeah, you fashion. Doing... Your legacy of your last name will go beyond the basketball court. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, the comments that really got under a lot of people's skin is when a reporter asked you, is this what you expect? And he's like, You tell me what I expected. Oh my god. What are my that's expectations. Oh and then the god. fact that you come in and say, I never think about that when it comes to winning a championship.
1: I just think how am I gonna play? How am I gonna have like a good teammate? It's the stupidest shit. That's like it's that that's that dumb shit. Like it's that, <laughs> that no, it's just like it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, bro, like this is why you keep getting fucking traded. Like, I mean, when he
0: said I played in four teams in the last four years, it's like maybe there's a reason it's like, why.
1: It's like how about this nigga? Like if if I was doing cocaine, I kept getting. If I was doing anything bad, if I was waking up every fucking, every other weekend, like, headache, throwing up, and like, oh, what was causing that? Drinking. You know what I'd probably do? i will probably stop fucking drinking so fucking much. <laughs> That's what I'd probably do. This nigga comes out and has the audacity to say, oh, Reporter literally asked him like, so, what were you... In-? Reporter was doing his job, asking a simple question. Right. It Is wasn't this even, how you envision the season? It wasn't even, like, a fucking hard-hitting question, bro. He wasn't, like, he was saying, like, what's wrong with you? He was like, so, like, what were you expecting to happen? Like, he was being so respectful. And this nigga responded back to him, like, what do you mean? And the reporter, even the whole reporting room fucking laughed. <laughs> they were like, this nigga's not for real right now. <laughs> and, like, this motherfucker wrote back, he responds back and says, do you know what's in my mind? And he got combative with a question. Right. That was a, a
0: fair question.
1: A very fair question. And, and you, it's like, bro, like, you cannot tell me when you got the call. First of all, this is for one. Remember Media Day? What they what they were saying? they the pictures oh, we Team 360, when you were laughing and fucking giggling and shit. <laughs> and so at that point, you were saying, oh, we Team 360, man, we're going to be in ninth place this year. We're going to miss the fucking play-in. I'm going to be one of the worst players on the fucking team right now. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. I think the big
0: thing, too, is, like, when you put that uniform on, the expectations are championship or bust. You should know that growing up in L.A., watching Kobe. And I thought it was very interesting that Magic Johnson said on the court of Staples Center, during an ABC nationally televised game against the Golden State Warriors, that young man, the expectations for the Purple and Gold to win championships, stop battling the press and go out there, play your game, when you see you drive hard, when you see you hustle hard. So I think there's a lot of Laker fans and a lot of Laker legends, apparently like Magic Johnson, who feel that way, that Russell Westbrook hasn't lived up to his potential no. of a you know, triple double machine. And it is tough because again the So
1: I'm okay with I, But I mean it might, part. it might be coaching
0: it might be coaching. It might be like, is it are the guys too old? Is Westbrook too fast? There's been no cohesion. Like Anthony Davis is always hurt. There's a myriad of reasons of why this team is doing the way they're doing. However, Westbrook, mm-hmm. you are not helping the situation. You are the definition of playing in the flames.
1: Like when LeBron talks, like obviously LeBron's like he's very media trained. Like clearly, because you can tell when he when when LeBron talks, he really knows what he's gonna say. He doesn't come out and say some wild shit anymore. Like Westbrook responds like a fucking rookie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a rookie, a rookie doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Because Westbrook acts like he could come out there and say some stupid shit, and they're gonna forget about it. Like no nigga, the media has one one job to question whatever the fuck you say. And it's like, bro, like you just don't care. And the worst part is, I think I think he's checked out. And he needs to leave. Like, he has to, the North Park. It's not even Westbrook's fault we're so bad. No, it's not. It's not. But, like, it's like, Westbrook, it's not Westbrook's fault, but it starts with him. I think he is the catalyst. Like, he, I would say, I would get, if I get a percentage right now, I would say our problem is between, you can make an argument between 40 and 60% him. Because he's the point guard. And he does really bad turnovers. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with I think LeBron has a 20% blame on this because he built the fucking team up. So, no, because it's true. Like, so you're I not going to put
0: Mitch Kupchak? Not Mitch Kupchak. Uh, Rob Rob Lentz? I'm
1: not done with him either. Rob's Rob Lowe. He used to play Rob Lowe show Showtime. Rob Lowe. He should play him. But, like, it's like I think with LeBron, LeBron's problem was his ego got in the way of his basketball IQ. Because he wanted to shut up everybody because he knows, I think what his goal is, he might not mention his name, but you know he hates kids. I mean, <laughs> you know he hates Skip. Because you know he knows... I'm not saying he follows what Skip does, but someone definitely being like, oh, Skip said this today. Or he's definitely heard Skip say some shit about him before in the past. You no, know, Because you can't be cool with Shannon and not know what Skip's saying. You know what I mean? Like, it's by default. And it's just like, I think what LeBron wanted to do, which he's technically speaking, he still can, um, he wanted to win one with Westbrook and show the world, hey, this man... Because honestly, I think Westbrook... I not with anybody. Not even about that. I think... He, Westbrook has a bad rep Like he, he's not a winner Like I think Westbrook Could be a winner If he fucking Is low His fucking position Like he has to like Not in a position like, I don't even say it like that Like I feel like Westbrook You have so much skill But like You have to learn To change Like how For example Game 7 Boston Lakers Kobe had One of his worst Shooting nights Of his fucking career What do you do is say You know what I'm not shooting for shit I'm gonna get 18 boards tonight Right Like Westbrook doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to go out of his way to change his game, quote unquote, for the betterment of the team, at all. I mean, and when he like he also had a press
0: conference where he's like, "I've earned the right to start in the fourth quarter."
1: So not even start with that bullshit. <laughs> that shit. First of all, when that game, that was the game when they when, when we had AD was still playing, when, when, when was with William street clothes, and he was on the bench. And when Westbrook, they asked him, "Oh, what did you say to LeBron and AD at the end of the game?" I swear to God, I almost threw my fucking phone. This nigga straight up said to a fuck to the media on national fucking television that be reposted around the world. Said, "Oh, I told him, I wish I was in the game to help you guys out, <laughs> motherfucker. You weren't in the game for a fucking reason. You, right. re- you understand? You know understand you know how bad he, he is right now? You have an undrafted rookie from fucking Arkansas, starting." In the fourth quarter, playing the last two minutes, and you, you are a more accomplished... If you play on 101 against Austin right now, you would smoke Austin Reeves 10 out of 11 fucking times. Yeah, not even close. You know what close. I'm saying? Not even fucking close. Not even, close. not even close. You would you would destroy him. And you're right now, a, a kid on the end of... Austin Reeves should be on the end of everybody else's bench, but with the Lakers, he's on the fucking starting rotation. Because Westbrook can't fucking do it, and <laughs> and the worst part, like I think, like Shaq said it best. Shaq was well, Shaq. Shaq has been one of the funny people watching because like he's just so honest. Like
0: they don't give a fuck. What I'm telling you, it's Lakers. It's former Lakers who are looking at this team, going, "Hey, and then, what are y'all doing?"
1: And then when Magic came out with that shit, like how Magic pretty much fucking just ridicule Westbrook and he came out to defend him. It's like listen, we're all we're I'm only I'm only talking about the sports part. I ain't talking about the personal shit. Like that shit is stupid as fuck and dumb as fuck. The like, go <laughs> fucking family. Like and when he said, yo, I want I can't have my kids there, it's like, yo, that 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 fucking sucks. You can't have your kids with your game because But it's like you act like it's unwarranted. Like, yeah. like I haven't I have not watched a Laker game since Ross I haven't. I have, that's what you gave up for Lent. I gave them monkeys up for Lent. Like, and if they make 40, it to the playoffs, I'll watch them then. I'll yeah. watch them then. But like, cause I just, I just, my heart cannot take it. And the fact that Westbrook acts like, oh, I want my kids there, cause yeah, y'all niggas get booed. Yeah, because, but I'm sorry, I mean, we're not we're not playing in OKC. <laughs> we're not playing in fucking Washington. We're not playing in fucking Houston. Right. The, the motherfuckers don't have expectations like we do. Yeah. We don't give Kobe said best. We don't hang up fucking division titles. We don't hang up nothing. We only hang up. We don't retire your number. Unless you're your Hall of Famer. Yeah. You understand that? Like, we will not retire you. We we don't give a fuck. Like, if you're not if you do not win. Like, Westbrook, the worst part. Westbrook can average eight fucking points, six rebounds, and fucking six assists the entire year, and we could be fifth place, and L.A. would fucking love you, all right? We'll love you. But he don't give a fuck about any of that. All he cares about is fucking Westbrook and his fucking last name. Like, bro, your last name will live on forever regardless of this fucking season. But this season brought you and unfortunately your name rhymes pretty good West Brick Right?
0: Le, I mean Lebrick. like come Le, on like, you know what I'm saying? he goes like, the it's, same it's thing it's not
1: like and you don't see LeBron coming out and also it's like bro like it comes with the fucking territory like if you hate the fucking booze then don't get fucking booed
0: so I need people to go back and start this podcast over and then every time Victor draws the F um, just take a shot just take a I shot every that, time. Did I say that much? You said it a lot, bro. Like, I mean, oh, we could get drunk just from that last Westbrook topic. Just, I'm saying. That motherfucker. Like, he oh, got- <laughs> oh, there you <there> <laughs> go. Take another one.
1: Like, that motherfucker pissed me yeah. off, bro. See what I'm saying? I'm cussing. I don't even, I'm a Christian. I don't even cuss like that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, but that wasn't
0: it with the Lakers. Uh, on HBO, they uh, debuted Showtime. Because Euphoria is done now. So Euphoria they got, is they done. Yeah, I play still Sunday. Yeah, so they got Showtime, uh story about the Lakers. Uh, based on a book by Jeff Perlman, I believe. If I have that incorrectly, I apologize. Uh, but it, the first episode, John C. Riley, as the episode went on, looked more and more like Dr. Jerry Buss. No, nah, that shit was getting really good. So, so for the characters they've introduced so far, uh, big names. They've introduced Magic, obviously. Mm-hmm. They've introduced Kareem a little bit. Norm Nixon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jerry Buss. Genie Buss has a little bit of stuff in there. They
1: start in the... The, the lady who helped him run that Lakers. Yeah. I forgot her name, but like she's a big, she's obviously was big time in this. But no, it was a good, I think
0: episode one was pretty good. The premiere was really good. And uh, the guy who plays Magic looks like Magic, kind of walks like Magic. But the guy that plays Kareem so far sounds like Kareem. So I, I think uh, Magic, oh, they introduced Cookie as well. Uh, let me not forget that. They uh, did? On yeah. the phone, right? Oh, I, I, no! When, when she gave back the Letterman jacket, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it on HBO Max. It's going to be really, really good. Um, that the question is, how much are they going to divulge? Because in it, <laughs> they are the the show starts with Dr. Jerry Buss at the Playboy Mansion, so it all takes place in the night in 1979. Right before Urban Magic Johnson is uh, drafted by the Lakers. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> spoiler oh, alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. Uh, but we haven't even got to, like, the Larry Bird. Uh, they had Michael Chiklis playing Red Arbach. Um We're going to get to that because, of course, it's Lakers-Celtics. They introduced Jerry West. Uh, Jerry West character who, you know, how much he did not want to draft Magic Johnson. And I'm sure that he will be asked about this later. But, Victor, just first impressions of the show. Because I thought it was really well done so I like far. It.
1: Well, like, so... You know, we talked about in the past before, like how we're from an era where we go on streaming. I want the entire season there. I don't Netflix. Have, we're like, but boom, then, these, it. but these new youngins are like, oh my god, this is so cool. Once a week, shit, like, nah, it just sucks. <laughs> but like, I like the show because the best part about the streaming thing is one, I watch it at my leisure. Yep. So it's not like with like cable before, like you have DVR, you missed it. You pretty much just missed it. Yeah, you exactly. pretty much just missed it. So like, I like the fact that we do that. I did like the show because obviously I'm not watching the Lakers right now, but I can watch the old time Lakers when they were winning. And that's all matters to me, and I, and I was, it looked very interesting to me because clearly, where as they are watching it, you could see which actors they have in there, and they weren't pulling in those cheap actors. No, they they're, got Adrian they're, Brody they're, as Pat Riley coming up. They're soon. they're showing people like yo, these people cost some millions, yeah, to book and to have them on a TV show, essentially. Not a TV show, but a show on t- like on streaming. Will it be a TV show on, on on HBO? And HBO come with the fire. Yeah. <laughs> HBO. I think HBO did something smart. They they released this when Euphoria was done. Well, I think you release it when you? Because you had what? Insecure before Euphoria. So you, right? had,
0: you had well no, you had Insecure, and then after Insecure, at the same day was Insecure in Succession. Succession. Yeah. Then you had yeah. Euphoria, which we'll get into a little bit later. And then now you have Winning Time, which I thought like maybe you do it um at the same time. And I don't know if this was deliberate by. Like, you do at the same time as the playoffs. Because, like, NBA playoffs are about to happen. People are into basketball. Mm-hmm. We'll watch it. I think it's going to be really good because, again, I was talking to Victor while we were watching the show. Do you introduce Isaiah? Do you, like, Larry Bird's going to be like, in it. Not Larry Bird, but portraying Larry Bird. We're not going to so give away, just,
1: stating, like, what happened, but like, it's just, like, it's only one season, right? It's only one season for sure. I believe
0: it's only going to be this season of it, so. Because it's
1: like, the question is, if you do one season, do you do 12 episodes an hour each?
0: It depends on how much you can afford because it looks like some of these actors, the ones that are playing like the the actors playing Norm Nixon, the actors playing Magic, they're all newcomers. It looks like they're newcomers, but the guys who are playing like again, Red Arback is played by Michael Chiklis, that's a big name. And also, Pat Riley's these, being played these by Adrian aren't Brody. Small characters, like yeah. You're
1: like, you can't have Pat Riley be like, oh, like oh, one scene and gone. Right. You have to be like, yo, this motherfucker is in this scene,
0: right? I think even John C. Riley, like, he's a well-established actor, so like, he's gonna cost also you're pretty gonna brains. have
1: character building for people who don't know people already, like, yeah, yeah you of course, have episode for Pat Riley, episode for blah, blah blah, but like, it's just like, you gotta do if you're doing a ten-year period in one season, obviously you're gonna skip through stuff. So do you only do the five years of championship? Do you do the do years or do you lose? No, no, you go, you go every year until '91. That's what you go up but to. You just fast forward to all You of go,
0: no, you're not going to fast. You're, I mean, it's it's like, hey, like, he went through this. He went through that. Like, we got through the pre-draft process. Now, episode two will probably be, like, his first year. And as we said, spoiler, in his first year, Magic wins MVP, finals MVP. Fucking ridiculous. Like, when they beat the Sixers. Made,
1: they made no money for that. It's so wild. Like, he made nothing compared to what he makes now. Exactly, which, <laughs> is,
0: which is why I love the fact that. I, but I do
1: like how they brought you No, know,
0: I, I was know. talking, but no, it's fine. No, go. No, 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 sure, no you go. got it. Hey. <laughs>
1: Growing man tough. Like I do like how they brought Jeannie Bust though. Like that was that was cool. And yeah, I'm sure she I'll, had something to do with that and You too. know who was sitting next to her, which, which was sobbing, right? Her brother, shit too. Like, he
0: just, Oh yeah, I'm sure Jeannie was like, "No, put me into this." Uh, I do think it's interesting though the way that they're gonna do it, where they're gonna start off with like it being Kareem's team going to Magic's team going to Magic versus Bird, and how that saved the NBA. Because again, you and I have never known the NBA to be on tape delay. That's not something that we've ever known. True. But then they even say like they make a great point that Larry Bird was drafted by the Celtics a year before he could come out because he was hardworking. <laughs> he he was well, disciplined. Say, the other part. And it was like white, 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 white. We, that and, shit was so fucking. Funny. But but Magic was a flashy natural specimen. Black 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 black. And we even heard someone refer to Magic as boy in the premiere episode. Yeah. So in the nineteen like in nineteen seventy nine. And
1: the worst part is like yeah that shit sound like just all oh my. I want to talk about it so much. like next. week, By next week, we can all start talking about the episode straight up. But like we're not gonna say it yet because it just came out on Sunday, so we'll let it go. I mean, but I like, could say like it's not a spoiler, no, like, no not a spoiler <laughs> but like just like the people they, they they were showing in the in the episode that we saw. I mean, we saw we. I mean, we. Got, I don't want to talk about that part of it. I want people to see it for the first time. Oh, like
0: I said we see a little bit of this, a little bit of that. The white not, party was lit, like thrown by Donald Sterling. Which that still went on up until he got kicked out of the NBA and just to show you how, how archaic the stuff how, was. Like,
1: the comment he made, like, oh he's fucking cheap as fuck. Like it's just like it's yeah. so crazy. Like I think it's gonna be really good. First off, let's fly. When does
0: HBO miss? If it miss I mean, you could say they miss when they pull stuff too early. Like so, Lovecraft Country, people were like, Why didn't that, that was, get into season two? And
1: then I think all the uh, True, True Detective Season three, I think it was. What I, hate, I hate that shit a lot,
0: but again, like you're right, like when with the thing with HBO is when it gets rolling, people are gonna talk about it.
1: And then, but like, with their success rate, dumb, like Soprano, Wire, Game of Thrones, right? Like, Boardwalk Empire, Boardwalk like, like uh, um, Fire, like, there's a, they, they, what was but, it, Deadwood, Dead, but, Dead to Me, is like, H- what HBO does if. Tomorrow, whatever the fuck name of the show is, if it comes out on HBO, you're going to give it a shot. Because you know what? You're like, know what? They bring some fire. Let's see this shit in. Right. And, even and then it, in the worst part, even that one episode, I mean, because Game of Thrones, never watched it, but no. Game of Thrones was one of their biggest fucking series of all time.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I know. I know that. I just didn't watch it. I can't wait for Game of Thrones. House of Dragons, Babies. Go. <laughs> well, we'll go from one streaming platform to the other, Netflix, uh, the hey. trilogy of genius, uh, Kanye West so uh, trilogy. Kanye. Um, okay, well,
1: let's start there. Go for it. Listen. What Kanye is doing right now is so inappropriate and so fucking ridiculous. Like, people, we have to like, the what this is, the what he's doing right now, not to the same level, obviously, but like, kind of like how people were like, oh, it's okay, like, R. Kelly, like we let him go for years, like doing that stupid shit. Listen, this motherfucker made a video of him killing someone. Like, that's wild, right? Of well, Ski, which is a dumb fucking name, <laughs> like. I understand. I think my, my biggest issue with him and the whole argument about him and, like, um, oh, he's with my wife. Like, I wouldn't say anything if you were at least single publicly. But, like, bro, like, you out here fucking bitches, too. Like, why you why you care? Well, I think to go back to the doc,
0: like, when I watched all three parts of it... I you, think he released it on purpose. Wow. Like, no, just no. interrupting me, yeah, like, I have to. All sh- I'm you so, have I, to? I, I have
1: to, because I'm so <laughs> upset with it. Because, like, I think he released really, like this motherfucker, like, he, obviously the doc was, obviously it works for probably the last two two years, give or take, because the doc's, like, that much footage takes a long time. But, like, you released it when people were starting to go, like, yo, this motherfucker can his fucking mind. And I love the doc, because, like, it showed you what Kanye, like, what he did to get, how about you go first?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I like, like cut you off. well, no, when you go back and look at the doc and how it starts, and they're all one-word titles, like, you have Awakening and all that mm-hmm. stuff. When you look at his friend, Cootie, the guy, who, like, Cootie. Fil- the guy who films him the whole time, when you look at this kid who's 17, and he's trying to make his name for himself as a rapper on Rockefeller, and for you and I, we look at it, or at least I looked at it, it was like, all this was happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I remember this moment. I remember that moment. For me, I remember you, me, and this guy named Anthony Denson. <clears throat> I remember we were in the uh, gym, fifth period. P.E. class, Jim Hackett, uh, uh, in the gym with Sean Hackett, our P.E. coach, listening to College Dropout. Like, I remember where I was when I heard that album, and then, but the thing is, like, you remember all these moments in real time, like, oh, that's right, when he won the Grammy and said, like, everyone was gonna ask me, like, would I freak out if I didn't win? Oh, we wouldn't know. And then once his mom passed away, like, we all remember that moment, and I think from there... We, like, you saw the moments of, like, okay, this is Kanye's life. And I do agree with you to some extent where if someone's been filming you for 20 years plus and someone's, like, oh, I want to release it then, I want to release it then. But then you have such a uh, thumb, like, control over it. Mm. It's tough because how much do you want the world to really get to know you? And,
1: and also, like, that's so much footage. Like, what do you put in? What do you put in? I like, mean, out? they were
0: saying it was, like, what, seven and a half hour documentary and they broke it up into hour and a half pieces. But I think the one, like, the one interesting thing is you see how he goes from this kid where everything is painted in his picture of, like, he's an underdog. He's trying to make it as a rapper. People don't respect him. People don't respect him. He's trying to get to Rockefeller, Dame Dash, Jay-Z. They don't take him seriously as a rapper. Boom. He finally gets signed to Rockefeller. Second episode. Okay, like, he's still trying to establish himself. But then there's some parts that are missing. Like, we never see Amber Rose. We never see, but like... He, but they were... He... They weren't... He wasn't friends with the film director, but don't you think that's kind of intentional? Because, oh, like... i because also, you,
1: I think, they, well, they stop it right when he gets to what? To, like, the, what album release? Once he did? gets
0: to graduation. Like, once he gets to they 07, like, then it's like, oh, oh stop talking. But then that also, I think, to your part where it's like you're trying to make him look like a good guy. That's how I took where it's like he's not looking like a villain because now it's like you don't see those moments. You see him as, like, this young, hungry kid uh-huh. to them making it to, oh, my God, he just lost his mom. Okay, we don't have the aftermath. We don't have that Taylor Swift incident. We don't see him being a bad guy. We remember it yeah. in real time, but we don't have that behind the scenes footage.
1: Because he was, he wasn't with them at the time.
0: But but don't you think? Like, but I think. But I think also, don't you think that's also like left out like on purpose? Yeah, like so oh, funny. they weren't friends at the time. Okay, also, you're telling me say, like there wasn't an event where he had some like.
1: From what we from what we watched, Kanye's kind of person that even though Cootie wasn't there, he had someone else recording it. Exactly. Like there's someone else recording it for sure, and it's just like it's just wild to watch like it's just crazy to watch how they he he played college dropout to people and they're just like okay
0: i think i think again like the behind the scenes to that is like you hear stories that if you were in Rockefeller during that time kanye went around playing his album every day and would record it every day so imagine if you're at the office trying to do your job and some rapper aspiring rapper is filming you every? You be like, all right, I get it. It's a great. Oh, so she couldn't afford a car. So she named her daughter Alexis. Yo, that was dope. The first four times I heard it, the tenth time I don't want to listen to it anymore. But I do think once you get to that final episode, it is pretty interesting that he did break down that he admitted to, I'm bipolar. I have to take bipolar medication just to have a normal conversation. I think that was very intriguing, and I think also he likes the spotlight. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. we don't have to know any of this. I think it's very intriguing that like. We didn't have to know any of this existed. It's on you that you wanted to put this out there. And I wouldn't say it's like he had the release date once, you know, that Pete Davidson scene came out where he's, like, killing him. It's like, oh, you're messing with Kim and all that type of stuff. But I do think there is a part of it where it's like he wants to be understood to a certain level. And I thought a very interesting part of the documentary is when he's FaceTiming his dad. Because you you always hear about Donda and RIP to his mom, Miss West because, you know, you could tell, like, she was his common influence when there was so much stuff going on and he was going off the rails and who do you really trust and i was trying to think if you're kanye you have all these industry friends or you think you're so much bigger than you are where it's the metaphor in the documentary was a giant can't see himself in the mirror like everybody else because he's too big for it that is a thing when you don't have someone like your real friends to follow you around like how many friends did you take with you to chicago i thought it was you know who i hadn't seen in forever or thought about in forever Rhymefest. And Ryan fest was like with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. He can still call a common. Um, yeah. But again, like just his whole vibe and personality, I can I don't know if I could be. I like his music. Kanye's one of my top five favorite artists of all time. Mm-hmm. However, when he was talking to Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin, one of the co-founders of Def Jam, yeah. someone who made beats for like Beastie Boys, yeah. Run DMC, Everyone. all those guys, and he was like, Rick Rubin said, "quote I'm excited to see you." And Kanye's like, "You shouldn't say excited. Excited has a negative connotation." I'd be like, all right, cool, I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Click. Like boom. But also, like that's why. Like, <clears throat> like boom. People, that, we're done like, talking.
1: People like Kanye are what's the word? They like like a, not a genius, like eccentric. Eccentric. Yeah. They're eccentric geniuses. In the sense, in the sense of like, Kanye is a once and a generational person. Right. In the sense, like the Beethoven's, <clears throat> the Picasso's, like these people who like who change stuff. And Kanye is one of them. And we're seeing, I think what it is like. I'm not trying to put him on a level, but like, essentially, he's kind of like, we're watching this Beethoven in our lifetime, yeah. somebody who just, who went from making some of the, still some of the best beats of all time, and so happened to be the best rapper of all time, well, not the best, but like, you could argue best rapper of all time, but one of the best of all time, right. and obviously, his first five albums are just, it's just like, you, you come out with. Fire. like college dropout and also like you feel the pain i was like kanye is just i think i have i've always said the moment his mom died
0: everything, everything changed. changed everything, everything changed
1: because essentially it's like
0: you what don't do have you, someone to keep you grounded not even
1: that, what do you tell someone like how do you tell me like if my like my mom would tell me whatever she wants but like you're nowhere near that level of, right like how do you what do you tell someone and it's like you and, in, and the fact that he is actually bipolar. And it sucks because, like, you always hear about people, like, the medication, they don't want to take it. He's actually, because you're an adult, you don't have to take it. You're not being, as long as you're not being a danger to yourself or others, then it's fine. But it's like, you don't, but you don't know at what level is it the mental illness issue and is his actual eccentricism. Yeah, no, I think that's a big
0: question. You try to figure that out throughout the documentary. Like, he lost me going back to that Rick Rubin phone call. This is one of my big pet peeves. It's not just a Kanye thing. It's just me. I hate when people talk to me when they're eating oh, and chewing. Because he was I'm, like, I'll hang, I'll you, you, uh, yeah, so I'm like, bro, no. I'm, I'm hanging up the phone. I'll hang up. We, I'll, 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 I'll see I you just, tomorrow. I just hang up the phone. <laughs> you should come back to the ranch. I'll let you know. <laughs> you stay for the night. Uh, I'm yeah.
1: going to go home.
0: I'll get back to you on that one. Like, I'm, come I'm,
1: on. he was. I'm a grown-ass was, man, though. The fact that how rich that foot was, like, I'm going to fly in and fly out the same day. Yeah. Like, listen, Curtis, I have yet to do that yet. Like, fly in somewhere and fly out.
0: Especially especially on the private jet.
1: Especially on the private jet. Like, I will... I need one day. I'll probably book a Southwest flight, like at seven AM somewhere, and come back at nine, 9 PM the same day. But like, that's so wild.
0: Um, no, I just like again. I'm never gonna say like, oh, I'm gonna pray for him. It's like, yo, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting I hope for he you. gets better. I like, get... I hope he's a great father. I, I, I all that.
1: I hope you find the peace you're looking for. I mean, because that's that's that seems like in Hollywood. Like, yeah, that's that's another that's another issue. Was like, what's your goal? like? What's your end game? And What's I think, your end game in game and all this? I, I think
0: for me, like, it's you like. You want to be
1: the best. I get it. But, like, I think it's like a fine. Like, and also, the thing I, I don't I like about the documentary is, like, it's going to give some people kind of false hope in a sense. It's like, yo, Connie, what Kanye Connie did was right. Yo, if you believe in yourself, go for
0: it. Right. He said, there's no way. Like, why do they call me overconfident? You should never be overconfident. overconfident. Yeah.
1: And that's true. However, there's certain instances where people got to be like, yo, bro, like, if. If I had a homie who was like 15, like, yo, I want to be an astronaut. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. What are you going to do? Like people, I think people have a misconception of, oh, I believe in it. It's a difference if you believe in yourself. You have to just tell me, believe in yourself, but how are you going to accomplish that goal? Right? If you're going to be an astronaut, you got to tell me, I'm going to join the Army, going to the Air Force, and then join the NASA program from that way. I'm like, okay, then that makes sense. But if you tell me, I'm going to be an astronaut, I like, well, how? I don't know. I'm like, so you don't. So you don't. You're not fucking serious because that's not. That's not, that's not how it works. You'll just wake up tomorrow and and become what you, what you want. Like you gotta work hard for it. And I hope people will notice that. Like,
0: well, like, I think the big thing is like you say. Like for me, it seemed like a cautionary tale. Yeah. Like you know how when you watch Kevin Hart, what was the Kevin Hart documentary where he like he got him and all his friends and it was like. Everyone wants to be famous, no one wants to put the work in.
1: Everyone and, be famous and want to do the work.
0: Right. So it's like Kevin Hart, Kanye West, both great at their craft, they came from, you know, nothing and then became mega famous. But to me it's like a cautionary tale and I thought it was very interesting cuz the one thing I thought of was like you're almost like a prisoner in your own fame. Like you can't do anything cuz you've like made this illusion and this yeah. ego about yourself that you really can't move or do anything. I don't ever want to be that famous. If anyone out there is listening and is like likes the show and wants to put ads and stuff, like we'll definitely sell out. But I don't ever want to be that famous where like I can't go pick up my kids from school or I can't do X, Y, and Z. But I think Kanye, kind of, like you this is what you wanted. This is what you asked for. You know, like that <laughs> this is what you literally said. I'm be the biggest rapper in the world. I'm gonna be the most like the best dress rapper in the world. I'm gonna be a media mogul. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a fashion mogul. I'm gonna be this and that. And it's like, you, you got still,
1: it. Like, you can still go do all that normal stuff, but like it's like you just have to understand, like, listen, like you go pick your kids up, I, I respect that, I understand that. But you need to understand what that entails. Like, yeah. if you go to the school, you, you have to understand, like, hey, if I step outside this car from my driver, people might walk up to me. And it's, I'm not saying it's fair, but it's unfortunate, but that's what it is. Like, you have to understand your stature in life at that point now. Also, just
0: another thing to clarify, this has nothing to do with anything that anyone has said. Okay. But... In the documentary, he has a fashion line that says Calabasas on it. I just want to make this very clear. Calabasas isn't part of the valley.
1: This
0: is. No, it's not. Yeah. Like, for me, okay, what are your, okay, this is going to go on a quick no, tangent.
1: No, I'll, I'll, I'll make it what, what is
0: your definition of the San Fernando Valley?
1: So, I'd say it ends at, um.
0: Which So, for me, once you go east, once you hit Burbank, once you go past Burbank, you're out of the valley.
1: All oh, that direction. So Glendale. So so
0: so like, if I go east once I one thirty four once I pass Burbank, I'm out of the valley. Yep. If I go north once I pass like Torta Ranch, like that's, yeah that's it. I'm out, I'm out of the valley. When I go Lockheed south, Road, yeah. Once I go south, once I go over the hill, literally pass by a scoreboard, out of the valley. Mm-hmm. Once I go west, once I hear hit where El Camino is, El Camino High School, yeah. Like, what street is that?
1: I can't remember the street name right
0: now. I can't remember. It's like right but next to the commons, right?
1: Where we would go. Yeah, right Yeah, there.
0: but then once you hit like a Gore Hills, Calabasas, I'm like, it's not the valley. Yeah, I, Man, I, it's just, I, I guess. Just something I wanted to get off my chest.
1: I would line up with the valley because it's technically a one area code wise. Yeah, I that's guess. The, no, that's the only reason why, but if, oh, by the way, if somebody was, if I was outside the state in like a different like a different place, oh, I live in Calabasas, like it's LA, like yeah, whatever. You know so it's like, Los I'll, I'll, I'll let it, I wouldn't say all that, but like, I'll be like whatever, let it go. Now, somebody in the state or like in Nevada, I'm from LA. What part, of Calabasas? I, right. like, you know, what I'm saying I'm like yeah. I'll let it go, but like yeah, I get your point.
0: No, but no. I, before we wrap this up, I do want to get to this real quick because we have alluded to it. But Euphoria, we didn't talk about the season finale.
1: Euphoria was fucking amazing.
0: I okay. So one, I love what uh, Rue's mom did. It was like, yo, you about to get kicked out the house? Like, I'm glad I, you're clean. I, you're gonna get kicked out. No,
1: she you know what. You no, know the size part. That was one of the saddest parts, because you got. I, I can only. I don't imagine. think it was sad. No, in the sense of like this, like it was sad to say, like, because I'm pretty sure there's definitely been parents who had like had the same situation that they almost had to say, you know what, I have to let this one die to save that one. Yeah, that's what she and said verbatim. That's fucking heartbreaking. Because no, because no, no, I mean, essentially, because obviously, as, as a parent, you want to make sure your kid does as best as possible, and you, and in a way, you might feel like I fucking failed. In a way, like obviously every pair parents different, but she straight said, "On the worst part, eating the ice cream is like, oh, I'm good." Yeah, because you're you going in a few months. Yeah, because I think the
0: one thing I noticed, and I think we talked about this a little earlier, it's a lot of like moms. The moms get a lot of responsibility put on them. You look at Cassie and Lexi's mom; their dad walks out of their life drunk. Then you look at Rue's dad; he passes away. Talk about Nate Jacobs, like his dad Cal, which I thought was what happens next season that's my biggest thing because the next season isn't coming out for another two years i believe are they going to show more of cal's background uh with him and his friend who were in love with each other because again cal going to jail prison getting arrested what does that mean and then nate
1: are you taking over the construction business and also rude don't you owe a woman money and number two yo can we stop right there like yo can we Are we gonna just forget about, like, the 15 grand she owes somebody? You snuck out someone's house when you were chained up. Off heroin. Yeah, like... Of, I mean, morphine. She was on morphine. Morphine. But, like, yo, what the fuck is going on with that? Like, what's going on? Like, she even said, oh, if you if you can't get the pay up, I know some unsavory people and they'll sell you. Huh. <laughs> so... You want some drugs?
0: What's gonna happen with Fez is, like,
1: Fez done... Also, the worst part is it doesn't come back until, like, 2023.
0: Yeah, it doesn't come back for another, like, two years.
1: Which like, is years fucking before. ridiculous. And that means, like, question is...
0: Final season. Gotta be final season. Yeah, it has to be. It's, get, it's, get rid of first it.
1: First off, it's too... It's, that's too big of a break for us. And also, it's like, at, what are they... Where, are we gonna have, like, a moment where... I want... I I prefer they show us, like, two years in the future and they replay what happened. Because I don't want to see fucking in two years the first scene is... Fez going to the fucking cop car. Because, like, oh, so uh. I wait two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. time You want it?
0: You want you like shows that are like The Wire, where it's like, even though the show's over, time is continuous. Like,
1: essentially. Now, like, obviously, like, I'm not saying, like, I don't want to fucking jump forward a lot, but, like, at least, like, it's like The Wire, exactly. The Wire, it jumped. Because, remember, Zendaya's like 27 years old. She's 25. She'll 20, be 27 when it comes out again. Yeah, you know exactly. What I'm saying? And obviously, they're going to they're gonna start filming it next year, so it's fine. But, like, you want to see. Tim grow up and then like that's why I, I told Tim, could use my fucking HBO Max. I, t- I told him I was like I was like, hey, you watch Euphoria? He's like, no. I was like, I'm telling you this right now, if you don't watch Euphoria, I'm gonna cancel HBO Max off your TV. <laughs> I threatened him. I said I will pull this off your TV if you don't watch HBO, Euphoria. Um, so, no, watching Euphoria.
0: I think there's a lot of great questions though that are still gonna linger with Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, what high school do you go to? That budget's so big. And I think the biggest thing also, too, like, is like why? what's going know. on with Jules. What's going on with Kat? What's going on with Ethan? That's why. Also,
1: like, I think like the school, it's just unnecessary. Like, they keep doing the same shit in college. Right. Exactly. Because what happened to McKay? Lexi's ex boyfriend, Black, dude, gone. He was in the first episode. Went to the high school party. Like, I get. You I know, I get that he's in college, so like, he's not really gonna be part of the high school thing. But like. This man got fucking like butt raped. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's Remember? what
0: I said. He got raped. And like, oh, that wasn't rape. That was just some dorm play. No, it wasn't. That I, that never happened to me in the dorms. But. <laughs> up,
1: I was I was watching that episode with Tim last night. It was so funny with his girl. And I told him I was, and I, and I was like, see, it that would be me, like, okay, what happened? Like I'm saying right now, like I'll be in jail. Like while like, I'm stabbing somebody in the fucking neck. That's not. That, that's like like uh, cause I was trying to explain hazing. I was like there's hazing and there's shit like that. And like that shit is ridiculous. Like like, like hazing is like yo. Go drink a fucking gallon of milk. All right? So, <laughs> it was like, I've heard some stupid shit. Like, I think that, that shit is so dumb. That's why I think I can never personally do it. Because I think if somebody told me something, like... I remember somebody told me, like, oh, yeah, my, my big brother would boss me around. I started laughing. I was like, I wish some other nigga would try boss me around. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Okay. I want to get some breaking news. And I say breaking, even though this happened, like, probably 30 minutes ago, uh, before we get out of here. So, Bobby Wagner, gone. No longer with the Seattle Seahawks. So, the All-Pro, Pro Bowl was uh released he arrived in Seattle in 2012 on the same day as Russell Wilson uh he is no longer a Seattle Seahawk Victor would you like to guess where Bobby Wagner was born where he was born where he was born where he grew up just take
1: a wild guess Los Angeles Woo he grew up in Los Angeles Rams <laughs> so I'm speaking out so obviously he's an LA boy so he's going to the Raiders no I go to, to the Rams watch no someone I read on Twitter already Broncos like... I mean re- everyone's in rebuild mode
0: so we'll see but uh Thank you guys for listening, Victor. Where can people find the show?
1: You can find the show at the Heroes Podcast. That's T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. That's on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that kind of fun stuff. You can find me at Vic underscore G W four O and three Ds. That's on Twitter, all that stuff. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all that.
0: You can find me on Instagram, TikTok for some reason. Uh, Twitter at Chilling with Kurt. Uh, that's Chilling with Kurt. That's no G and no H. Chilling with Kurt on every platform. Uh, make sure you guys like, download, and listen and share the podcast. Until then, we'll see you guys next time. On.
1: We can't say um, we don't we're, say wear a mask no more. We're huh? done, we're mass Yo, all I'm saying now is yo, we outside, baby. <laughs> we outside.
0: All I'm gonna say is stay away from me. Also, like six feet hey, social distance still applies. The mass
1: is like I go so before again, I go to the gym all the time now. And now the mask people don't wear masks anymore. Like it's some people wear it, some people don't. You know what? It's fucking beautiful.
0: No, see, here's my big thing. I got a note from Twenty Four Hour Fitness mm-hmm. about like going maskless. So for those of you who don't know, for those of us in Los Angeles, we got are in California. We got a note that said Monday, March seventh, uh, we would no longer have to wear masks. I got an email from Twenty Four Hour Fitness that said, finally, the day has come. No more mask. No more proof of vaccination. We're now back to being open twenty four seven. That's a little too excited for me. Yeah. A little like, because basically, what are you gonna say next? Like, you don't have to wipe down your equipment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, sure, no. let's ease back into this twenty four hour fitness. We'll talk like, about that next week, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so but until then, outside, just stay man. safe and uh, six feet still. If you see us in the street, like, don't fucking talk to me. Let's <laughs> fuck <the> podcast. <laughs>